who it's me again it's five o'clock you care what the mainstream media says what's up family out there you listening Lindell and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your continued support. With everything going on right now, your rest is so important. That's why we're having the biggest my pillow sale ever. Not only are my bed pillows as low as $19.98, but you can get the best body pillows ever. Regular $89.98, now only $29.98. Take your rest on the go with our roll and go anywhere my pillows for only $14.98. And we have our new couch and accent pillows. They aren't just for looks. They have MyPillow's patented adjustable fill that gives you that amazing MyPillow comfort. In this economy, you get the best gifts ever for the best prices ever. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you get deep discounts on body, couch, bolster pillows, and so much more, including my original bed pillows for as low as $19.98. Please order now while quantities last. And my what employees the? and I want to thank each and Yo, every hold, one hold of on you a second there, Mikey. <laughs> you got your minute. <laughs> uh, all right, back at the controls. Back into the groove. How you guys doing out there today? It is Thursday, the 3rd of November. It's great to see you guys working your way out there. And man, is banning killing me. <laughs> so it's good to see you guys out here for the first hour. I know you have a lot of choices out there uh, between four and five. And the, and the majority of the audience gets here for the second half. So that's usually when I keep, you know, actually, I kind of I try to keep everything the, the full two hours interesting for you guys. But, uh, you know, if there's something that's breaking in the day, we'll try to get to it up front and then check in, you know, halfway through and see if there's anything that's going on while we're live. So that's what we try to do here. We appreciate you guys working all your way in here today. Thanks, everyone, over there at the Foxhole.app, DLive, Twitch, Rumble, CloudHub, Tiger Network, everybody working their way in here today. Much love, and God bless you all. I appreciate you all. Do me a favor when you get a moment. Bookmark on censoredave.com, please. Pretty please with sugar on it. Because if you need to get a, if you need to find me into the future or if you not sure uh, how to get a hold of me or my links or my email address or whatever it may be, 
If I get censored off of any more platforms, whatever may happen, uh, the website is always where you can find me. You can watch the show directly from me. You can find my Telegram and True Social links directly at the website. The podcast is always up on your favorite podcast, Podbeam, iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, pick one, anyone. Uh, the yesterday's, uh, yesterday and the day before shows I didn't do into a podcast because it was just, yeah, I was just do a quick show and then straight back into bed. But uh, today we'll get the podcast back up. So thank you guys. Sorry, you missed you the past couple of days. I was out sick with a, you know, it seemed to me, you know, a pretty heavy cold. It was nothing easy, but it knocked me on my ass for a couple of days. So back into the groove of things now. And I think I'm hopefully on the mend. Usually, you know, day three or so after these things, you start to feel pretty good. And that's where I'm at right now. So uh, thank you guys for the thoughts, loves and prayers out there. I appreciate you all very much. It's just been a fun, fun year. Has it not been? Uh, Telegram, two social links at the website, um, as well as how you can find the uh, links to the, uh, excuse me, your favorite platform, 5 Eastern, 4 Central, Monday through Friday, Fox Old D Live, Twitch, Rumble, Cloud Hub, and Tiger Network, YouTube, ban me, so be it, see you later. And I got to remember to fix the settings on that. I'll fix that next time. Uh, the, I do the website, so sometimes it's, it's just get it done for now, and I'll fix it later. Yeah, sorry. Cash App, PayPal, Patreon, and Cat and Buy Me a Coffee are the links that you can help keep the lights on. Or you can use your favorite platform like the Foxhole or Twitch or wherever else you may be, Rumble. I appreciate you guys' all love, support, and prayers. I'm hurting, so I need your guys' help to help keep the lights on. Otherwise, it's going to be an interesting end of the year here, <laughs> in which I may be doing a show on weekends only. <laughs> uh, Woke Walmart has joined the Cancel Culture Mob. i got to change this on the website, too. They sent me a new link for the website. I'll get that updated today as well. For MyPillow.com backslash Abe. Check it out when you guys get time. I see many of you guys ordering some stuff here and there when you guys can. Christmas is right around the corner. Yeah, I said it. Christmas is right around the corner. If you got to knock some uh, gifts off your list, here's your chance to do it. Check out the website when you get time, mypillow.com backslash Abe. You can find everything you need over there to get yourself some cool stuff, help support the show, and help support Mike Lindell. 1-800-653-7856. Direct line in to give you discount code Abe. 1-800-653-7856. Direct line in to the, to the discount code Abe. You can order whatever you would like directly from calling in as well. Foxhole. Excuse me, great to see you guys out there. Facebook, True Social Gab, and the rest of the links at the very bottom of the website there, Alan, uh, at, at uncensoredave.com, which I need to, by the way, sp speaking of paying bills, and all of my website bills are coming up here in the next couple of days, so i got to pay for the website. Uh, fairly inexpensive, not too bad considering it's a meathead website, so, you know, there's that. L Linktree is still, for some reason, hasn't been changed to Liberty Links, but one of these days I'll get to that. The Buy Me a Coffee's recently, thank you guys very much. I can't even thank you guys enough. PJ O'Brien, I'm in your prayers. Thank you very much. Jay, thank you, Alan. God bless you and yours always from JC Bird. Hope you feel better soon from an Anon. Margaret, my favorite show, and someone else buy me a, a bunch of coffees with much love sending it as well. Thank you for all the anonymous and the rest of you guys out there doing what you can to help support the show. I can't do it without you, and I hate leaning on you. I hate asking. This is not why I'm here. But unfortunately, you happen to know the realities of my world, and uh, here we go. Another day in the life of me. Anywho, <laughs> uh, it's great to see you guys out there. White Hat dropping some prayers. I mean, I got a chance to hang out with White Hat last night and get my hour of, of prayer in uh, daily that I try to get. I find a show wherever it may be. Uh, like Amy Jo is live right now, I think, usually around this time as well. Uh, go back and watch her show or something like that. Anywhere I get a chance to just commune with some people and get some prayers out there. So that was fun to hang out with White Hat last night and uh, um, have him uh, add me to the prayer list, which... 
Your guys' prayers without him. I don't even know. I don't even know. Bitch Tori's in the house. Maxuno. Maxuno. Excuse me, Palladius. Thank you for all the links. Dropping everything out there. Appreciate you on the Foxhole.app. Boy, oh boy. I didn't swear I didn't do it. Uh-oh. What did Toria do now? J-Bell, thank you for the can. God bless you, sister. I hope all is well. Bitch Toria, RP4L. Hello, friends. Is in the house as well. Much love. I mean, I'm going to have to pause this. The crowd is back today. I was getting worried. I was like, man, everyone's gone. Nobody's watching. <laughs> it can be discouraging in a competitive environment, let me tell you. Uh, Keep Trues in the house, fully in control. Lard says, hello. Great to see you as well. Energeo Matrix, I bounce around a lot. I'm a foxhole whore, I guess. Um, the more content you can, the more information you can take in, and if it's already something you already know or don't care about, I get it. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. It's tough to find stuff that's interesting to talk about every day, especially to fill a two-hour show with. But, I, you know, I just make sure that the stuff that's important gets covered, uh, mostly for the podcast, because the podcasters has been growing exponentially. They get a chance to, um, you know, to, to watch whenever they're on the road or whenever they get a chance, and it's really cool. So um, I appreciate you, uh, my 1AP friends. God bless you guys for reaching out to me again and just reaching out. I've been meaning to, to catch back up with you guys as well. Uh, recently, they have been reaching out to me again, just, you know, buddy checking me, and I just uh, I appreciate you guys so much, dude. I I get that, um, you know, showing the concern means so much to me. And, and um, it's amazing where you can find that from sometimes when you least expect it, man. And it's uh, so God bless everyone out there who has been uh, keeping me in my thoughts and prayers. And I, I just love you guys very much, man. Um, RP4L, uh, I don't know much about fun, but it definitely has been interesting. Yeah, um, you're not allowed to have fun. You can't no fun, no fun in this world allowed at all. Got that? Dem turned reds in the house, trick ponies in the house. I just made my first payment to my new baby today. So it's just hugs and prayers. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, congratulations on your new um I'm 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 assuming it's not another cat. I don't know. I don't know. Are you going for you're going for cat number fifty now? Are you I'm trying to figure out what you're working on over there. You're working on getting like two football teams worth of cats to to play some game. I don't know. I, I'm not I'm concerned about you, Toria. <laughs> Knock my socks off. Thanks for telling everybody to hit the red pill. Daisy Chains in the house. Much love and God bless you as well. It's been fun hanging out with you as well. J Bell says, White has prayer stream and chat works miracles. I agree with you. The, the prayer, I, I'm not sure where I would be right now. Um, if not for you guys, this community and the prayers, I, I'm not sure I, I'm, I'm fighting going into a bad place as it is. <laughs> um, and then just staying there for the rest of my life. What I mean, hell might as well just have fun the rest of your life at this point, but I'm not going to. And I know, um, that I will stay strong in the prayer with you guys as well. I don't know why that's up on the screen, but you guys don't need to look at my restream. Telegram, I'm not sure if Telegram streams. I think it only streams when I set it up. But anyways, um, everyone else out there, let me get into the Rumble crowd. That's what I was trying to do is say hello to everyone over there at Rumble. Mostly the lurkers over there, and as usual, 17 watching right now. <laughs> Knocked my socks off. Chris, God bless you. Hope all is well. I appreciate your input, thoughts, and prayers as always. Thank you for dropping the links out there on Rumble. And to all the lurkers out there, do me a favor. Hit that plus button or thumbs up button over there, depending on which device you're in. I, I realize most of you are probably on the road or in some capacity um, predisposed in some way. I get it. Not everybody has uh, the ability to be in chat all the time, but I appreciate all of the lurkers out there. Much love and God bless you all. Everyone over there on Twitch, thanks for working your way in here today as well. Chris, again, thanks for dropping all the links. Boulder Q's in the house, been away. Looks like you're back in your home studio. I am a, in a new dis undisclosed location, unfortunately. Going to start getting much better next Wednesday. I sure hope so. Uh, the Kawasaki kids in the house got an X2 text in chat with no pick. Hmm, I don't know what that is. That's weird. It's good to see you out there, Kawasaki kid. Much love and hope all as well. 
comfortably numb since I follow some very interesting and intelligent out of the box thinkers and researchers doing their best to figure out what the hell is going on with science and politics. <laughs> we, um, and I am, you know, I don't, I don't claim to be a, a deep thinker on all aspects. I tell you stuff that I'm interested in or I can dig in or find information on, but it's all up to all of us, right? To make our own decisions. What a concept that would be. I don't really need anybody thinking for me and telling me who's good or bad. I don't need somebody telling me who's a white hat or a black hat. I can actually just do my own research on somebody, give them all of the information that they need to make their own determination, and then let them decide. But that's not how most people do things in this world, it seems like, is it? Chris, great to see you out there. Also on Tiger, getting the links out there as well. You're working triple overtime today, Chris. Thank you for all your work, as always. Um, I, I still have not been able to get on my Discord. For all of you out there... Um, it, I can't, it just is what it is right now. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it back. Um, so it's very frustrating because I have so much good research in my discord that I don't know if I, I mean, the other option is for me just to create an alternate discord, discord account and have one of the mods there invite me over to my own discord that could work. Uh, I had to create a whole new, uh, login and stuff for it. Um, there's so many things that I wish I could uh, express more to you guys about stuff that happens behind the scenes with um, that, you you know, you, you try to understand or explain, you know, but um, there's really no explaining. It's just stuff that just happens. And that seems to be happening a lot to me in the past year or so, if not longer. But anyways, it just is what it is. So whatever. The Kawasaki kid, the unlicensed fun or humor, no unlicensed fun or humor permitted. That's right. No, not allowed to have fun. <laughs> um, Denise is over there on Twitch. I hope all is well across the pond. I've been seeing some news from your uh, controlled um, prime minister over there has decided that he's been told that he's going to be attending some conferences. Um, I don't know why he thought he could make his own decisions on, on what he wanted to do, Denise, but I uh, <laughs> uh, hope the tea is warm and I hope you are all well. Denise, God bless you. Thanks for joining us here today. I appreciate you all. I have a ton of stuff to get through today. Um, this the stuff from yesterday and the day before. I, I mean, I got through as much of it as possible that I could get for you guys. There was a few other things here and there that pretty much everybody else covered. So I don't really need feeling feel the need to go back to rehighlight stuff from the yesterday and the day before. I did kind of want to talk about True Social and daring to challenge anybody who has a fifty thousand following or whatever. Just, just pathetic, really, honestly. Um, when you don't allow discourse in your chat. What exactly is it you're trying to accomplish? If you block people for daring to say something that you don't like to hear, but shows information that you think that should you should your audience should want to hear, at what point do you stop blocking people or shunning anybody from daring to question the information you're putting out there by just providing sourced information for your audience? God forbid you'd allow that. In a certain a segment of the Anon community has always been like this. And it has always driven me nuts because somehow they're all red checks. Now, somehow they all got 50 or a hundred thousand followers and anybody who goes into their thread and dares to give them sourced information about why their narrative they're trying to spew is a bunch of freaking garbage. They get shunned and minimized. And somehow these accounts continue to have large followings. And the reason is, is because they are very good. 
at posting good information all over here, over here, and then dropping one thing on you just to throw you for a loop. And then also hopping into chats or replies to spin the narrative in their direction because it's easier to make yourself feel better about being right about your confirmation bias about a topic than it is to allow information that questions your confirmation bias because then your 100,000 followers would think you're a fucking idiot, <laughs> so to speak. Not anyone in specific, just saying. And so for five years, I have tried to, as respectfully as possible, failing often, I've tried to, when I see information presented that is missing on an obvious, or what should freaking be obvious, part of what they're saying that should be considered, I have watched for five freaking years how anytime I, or anybody else for that matter, dares to give somebody information that questions their confirmation bias, how they just get minimized and shunned to the side and, and told to shut the fuck up and stop bitching. And I, and I find it really interesting that these same accounts now are continuing to do the same thing. It's very frustrating. And I'm not talking about anybody in, in particular. So don't, don't question, don't assume who I'm talking about. All right. If you've been on my true social recently, then you see, then you may know more about what I'm talking about in this specific instance, but it's not directed at any specific account. It is directed at the bigger picture of this idea of not allowing discourse or somebody to question what you're saying. It's very common among, among a certain red check mark segment of the Anon community. And I, anybody who observes this community from afar can obviously see these things. And the problem that I see is that lie to me culture, I don't know what it is. It's not this audience. I mean, I can speak to this audience and you guys get what I'm saying. I don't have to qualify my statements here. But it seems like there's a certain segment of the audience that just refuses to allow any discourse. And so, you know, anytime somebody says, uh, just that, that just qualifies it as, as bitchiness, um, what does that tell you about what somebody's trying to, to seed in, within their audience? They're not allowing any kind of discourse or disagreement with, with what they believe to be true or their confirmation bias about something. And what's frustrating for me is, is that instead of the information that I, that I present in an argument to show why your confirmation bias maybe isn't, um, maybe should be questioned here in this specific instance. It isn't that information that I present that people focus on. It's me or, you know, the person behind the information. And when you see that, that's not an accident. All right. I'm not saying this specific person or that specific person, the audience behind that, the replies, the additions, the rest, when you see that, that's not an accident. So that's how I know whenever I'm over the target on something. When I see the replies and the rest just pile on to the don't dare question what I'm telling you narrative because this person has a red check mark. 
it's very interesting to watch this dynamic happen over a five-year period of time and now kind of re recycling itself. And again, it's not about the personalities. It has never been about, about the personalities for me. And I have tried to focus on that for a very long time. I've been trying to, to say, look, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike, for instance, in the matrix as a person, as a, as a, I don't know him as a person. I don't, I don't, I, I've met him twice long enough to, to, to say hi. Right. But I don't know him as a person. I have always presented arguments about the information he has presented. And that has turned into attacking me as a person. That is one example. There are many, 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 many others <laughs> that I'm not going to talk about. I'll just use that one as an example because I've been, you know, vocal about that. But when you see the replies, when you see the rest pile on, on, well, this just sounds like bitchiness to me. Why are you even questioning? Well, what I'm questioning is, is something very simple. Sounds like a new matrix. What's up, I find it. Good to see you, brother. Um, by the way, the, the foxhole is just on fire. I know you guys have had some some bugs here and there, but man, it is just working great. And I absolutely love everything that, that, uh, the team has been doing at the foxhole. I God bless you guys. So I keep going back to reference this and I keep trying to bring up why Elon Musk. Okay. I don't know him personally. I don't know his motivations as a person. I don't know if he is the type of person who would, allow uh, the cabal's control to influence how he makes his decisions or whatever any of that stuff is. None of that shit fucking matters. It doesn't. The cabal control side of Elon Musk does not matter. He's a freaking the richest man in the world, right? Who cares what the cabal tells him? <laughs> but John Paul Rice and I did a special show on February 25th, 2021. It is one of, along with the, the show with Patel Patriot, one of the best interviews I've ever done. Judy Mikovitz was pretty good too. Actually, there's a lot of others too. But anyways, um, <laughs> I can't find this video anymore. So I was looking for it and, um, oh, you know what? Give me one second here. Now that I'm logged into my Tiger, I can go to my library and I can maybe find it. It's not there. No, 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 no. Transhumanism and a technocracy with John Paul Rice. It's one of the best shows I've ever done. Aha. Ha ha. There is always Tiger Network when you need it. That's why all of my stuff is backed up on Tiger Network right there. <laughs> um, share link. Uh, embed video? No, just just a share link. That'll work. Okay. I beg of any of you who question Elon Musk or, or want to have a more informed view on Elon Musk to please spend the hour and share this video that I did with John Paul Rice. It's one of the most important interviews. That's I say that all the time, so I, I, I don't want to overqualify. It's a very important interview, okay? <laughs> um potty mouth babe yep get used to it all right um all right now where did that link go i got too many screens and not enough stuff going on here or too much stuff going on here transhumanism 
Yep, that's it. Okay, and this link over here too. Yep, that'd be great. Thank you. Um, where do I? I wonder if I can get play a little bit of this. Oh, it's so good, dude. I I could just I should just delay the rest of the show for this because John Paul was on fire, and our discussion was just a very important one. So, anyways. Do me a favor and take into that into account when you when you look into um, the likes of people who believe in technocracy in the future, who believe that transhumanism of some kind is the right path of where we're going in the future. The links below in the show links are also very important. The YouTubes, the technocracy, transhumanism is a new religion of technocracy. The Ted talks, uh, Oliver Arthur meditations and in the intersection of humanity and technology, as well as the singularity hub, um, DARPA's new project, investing millions in the brain machine interface. Again, if the future of our of our world is a moral future based on the protection of the utmost innocent, a moral future does not include a transhumanist brain. I'm sorry, but those two things are not the same. But when Elon Musk and DARPA both hop aboard the cyber hype train, you know brain machine interfaces are about to achieve achieve. The impossible. This was written on June 5th, 2019. DARPA's new project in investing millions in brain machine interface technology. BMI is already the stuff of science fiction facilitate crosstalk between biological wetware and external computers, turning human users into literal cyborgs. Yet mind controlled robotic arms, microelectrode nerve patches and memory band-aids are still purely experimental medical treatments for those with nervous system impairments. I wonder where there's doing these medical treatment experimentations at. Just, just asking a question there. With the next generation non-surgical neurotechnology N3 program, DARPA is looking to expand BMIs to the military. This month, the project taps six academic teams to engineer radically different BMIs to hook up machines to the brains of able-bodied soldiers. The goal is to ditch surgery altogether while minimizing any biological inter interventions to link up the brain and the machine. Of course, in some ways, there is positive technology that could be used for this. There is a, a plus to this. There is not all negatives in all technology. The question I would ask you is, how much of DARPA's work over the past ever <laughs> resulted in um, more freedoms, less government control, and more sovereignty for the human person? Um, just asking a question there. And if you believe that transhumanism and DARPA's new project, investing millions in brain machine interfaces is a problem, then all you have to do is look towards what Elon Musk tells you about transhumanism and the same Charles Morgan's study that we talked about with John Paul Rice in the show, Dr. Charles Morgan on psych, uh, psycho neurobiology and war is an example, I think of Terminator. I think pretty sure 
that predictive programming let us know what happens when you have cyborgs. Could be wrong, but you know, if you don't believe in predictive programming, then okay. Transhumanism is the new religion of technocracy. Transhumanism is a metaphysical belief system that immortality can be achieved by applying advanced science to the human condition. It's based on scientism, as is technocracy. The technocracy utopia would essentially be populated by transhumans. And so, I ask you a very simple question with regards to Elon Musk. A very simple question with regards to Elon Musk, technocracy, the the goal of transhumanism, of immortality, and what it takes to break through the current artificial intelligence blockade. I want to ask that question again. I'm not a meathead asking a stupid question here. I'm asking those of you who may be out there listening, who may be detractors, I'm asking the question, at what point do we draw the line? At what point do we stop on a technocracy? At what point does our data matter more than our privacy? And does that even matter anymore? Is the discussion of privacy and data isn't even being had with regards to Elon or Twitter or Facebook or the rest of them. But shouldn't that be the focus of the discussion? The blockade on artificial intelligence is a blockade because information has to be free and fair and shareable among all. It can't be censored. The human condition can only be accounted for by machines to a certain point. In order for artificial intelligence to advance, it needs more data. That data is an uncensored human mind. Is information flow that is uncensored. If you limit data, you get climate science, for instance. You get vaccines for a completely harmless disease that very few would were even prescribed to die from. Those were the facts. You can't talk about that then or now, but those are the facts. 99.9% of the people who got COVID survived without the freaking vac- the vaccine. The rest had comorbidity, morbidities. But they didn't, t- they didn't allow you to see those stats. The same thing happens with artificial intelligence. If you can't allow artificial intelligence to have a, an unblockaded view of intelligence, well, then the intelligence is going to stay at a libtard five-year-old level. <laughs> right? If you, if, you, if you censor artificial intelligence information input at a five-year-old libtard level, because that's apparently what we're dealing with in our society right now, we can't get past the five-year-old libtard mentality in our world. Having critical thinking skills in this world is not permitted, nor is fun. 
Do you see my point? My point is, is that Elon needs the data that is provided through Twitter and the research and the information, uncensored information and research provided by thousands of research, millions of researchers around the world to bring data in to advance artificial intelligence to get to the neural link next level. That's what they're trying to do. And if you, if you can't see that with your 100,000 followers and have decided that you will be the end-all be-all of who is on our side or not, I got news for you. I'm going to spend roughly 15, 20 minutes calling your ass out again, Julian's rum. Because it seems like every time I post information to you that questions your narrative, you seem to go into attack mode or block me. And this has been going on for five fucking years now. And at some point, the Julian's Rum account will be exposed for what it is. I wait for that day. That is just one of many rent check marks out there that I will take the hit from you guys from. You can attack me all the fuck you want. I got five years of sauce of watching accounts like this very closely I don't speak without having my own research there, Julians. And I, I question anybody whose, whose goal is to silence any kind of discussion on a topic rather than open up the discussion on a topic. And that, my friends, is a red flag that you all should see, I hope, <laughs> more so and more so and more so every day because... There are so many good people out there that are being misled by accounts that will give them, you know, a month or two months or a long period of time of information. Like, dang, how did this is a, this is information that I think that other people need to see. This is good stuff. And then they'll drop one on you. That's meant to mislead you. And you'll say, well, I, he was had a bad day that day. It's not an accident. It's not an accident. And so when you see stuff like this, again, anytime you see somebody try to silence any kind of question of what somebody says, that should concern you. And it, it's concerned me in many other ways as well. And I'll just use him as this example for right now. Because I, and I'm going to get off of this. I mean, I'm just trying to transition into checking if there's any other, uh, thanks, but at, um, uh, I just want to see if there's any other replies out there because it gets so contentious, man. And it doesn't have to be. I'm not attacking the person as a person. I'm showing you why this information is important. And the, the fact that they shut down that uh, any kind of debate should, should red flag you anyways. All right. Um, where was I here? Let me check back here. I need to check in with you guys here real quick and check to make sure all of my links are good to go. I, I think I am. I got a full slate of all kinds of crap to get to today. Uh, so we'll get to that here momentarily. Uh, everyone over there on Facebook, thanks for being here today, guys. The following good stuff. Uh, most recently, um, man, you've been um, somebody behind the scenes that has been around that I, um, we've probably crossed paths on in other places as Anons. And uh, it's weird to see that whole, I've talked about this before. It's so weird to see that transition from Avatar to 
in-person person. Like, uh, there's you mean there's a person? There's a soul behind that? <laughs> uh, so it's interesting to watch this happen. And uh, I, I love that um, this community has wrapped their arms around you and others as well. So uh, God bless you. All right, guys. Um, said what I needed to say. I'm, I get sick and tired of this shit, man. And it's, I mean, I love and respect everybody's opinion out there. But, but these are red flags that you guys should... Uh, not you guys, but others should be seeing and don't anyways. I know you guys for the most part do. Uh, J-Bell, Toria with the shades, Daisy Chains with the can, Ranger Billy with the shades, Popcorn Q, hope things are looking brighter for you, Abe. God bless you. Uh, not anytime soon. Average Joe Patriot, thank you for the cookie, brother, and I appreciate that. Who cares news? 145 gold pills. Bro, me thinks you have too much time to think. Transhumanism? Um, I, I did. I <laughs> For that, like most shows, I spent a whole weekend researching that. Uh, researching transhumanism and a technocracy and that whole thing. And um, I'm really proud of that show. And I hope people spend time watching it because it's, it's, it should scare the shit out of people to be honest, but uh, gas prices are high. So it doesn't affect them right now. <laughs> Just how our world works. Apparently Texas girl, God bless you. Good to see you out there. Hope all is well. We have to learn to work together as a team for a common goal rather than focusing on who's right and wrong. I agree. I mean, I agree with that. It's, it's not a matter of who's right and wrong. It's a, it's a presentation of information and how that information gets shunned by people for five fucking years. That bothers me, man. But anyways, uh, S Claire, 1980, they will also say you're black pill because you questions. Yeah, exactly. S Claire. I'm a black pilling doomer because I dared say, where is Durham's fucking indictments? Shouldn't every, every American be up in arms right now? Wondering where the fuck criminal indictments from Durham are. Well, we got to wait till after the election to learn that the election in 2020 was stolen. And the same people who stole it uh, created my Russia and Alpha Bank and everything else. I don't know, man. I mean, I hope that Durham is not dumb, but we'll see. But but asking the question is not blackpilling. <laughs> I agree with you, S. Claire. Thank you. Leadfoot dropping a can on me. Thank you. Rasta, it's all a valuable lesson. You can't not talk about these things. That's been my frustration is that I feel like I need to, somebody has to, but you, like you've seen what, what Jordan Sather goes through, you know, and I'll, I'll just leave hints in here and there and he'll go full, full bore on it, which I love him for. But um, you see the kind of uh, arrows he takes for that. Texas girl said, I started a prayer group on here for anyone. Drop in for prayers for yourself, friends and family, etc." Thank you, Texas girl. Speaking of bro, I need to talk to you about, I want to go see Landon. Can we, can you come get me? Can we go see him uh, sometime this week? Knock my socks up or this weekend. I look, I look up my own answers until I can't find answers. That's when I ask uh, questions. And the only time I ask research for yourselves, um, it is, it's a part of it too, is some of the replies, right? Like you, you see, yeah, I see you guys are keeping me on this topic. I want to get off this topic, but just one last uh, part of this. The language of the message has clues of disinformation. Thank you. Thank you, Z Patriot. That's exactly, I have, I have an eye for these. It's not like I just, right? But man, some, Zach and I talked about the frustration with this earlier with True the Vote and Catherine and Greg too. It's, um, 
easily manipulated is not the word for it. Um, there is the link there. Uh, come check it out. Um, just, I'll, get, I'll grab that link and drop it out there in all the platforms. Uh, a foxhole prayer group um, that is highly needed in our world right now. Um, I will drop this out there for you guys in Rumble, Twitch. If you could drop it on Facebook for me. Oh, actually, no, I can't drop it on Facebook because it's going to yeah, never be a pain in the ass is what it's going to do. Um, if you would like to check out the prayer group that my sister has created, check that link out there. I'll drop that into all the links out there so you guys have that. Um, and let me get uh, let me just move on because I don't want to. I'm not trying to, you know, dwell on this, but it's important. Love the fire. Keep at it. <laughs> Falling out. Falling in. What time you guys? What uh, What are you doing when, uh, tonight, Fawn? Let me know what you guys got, what you guys got going on tonight. All right. The one thing I will never claim to be is a know-it-all. Me either, Jiggy Bear. <laughs> um, if you've been watching, that's that's something that I, you know, all I do is say, listen, I don't know, this, you know, one thing from the next, but I know that this is information that we need to take into account when researching a topic. And <laughs> if I can tell you stories of research groups and things that I've been a part of, that have not allowed that to happen because they they don't they won't allow the narrative their narrative to be broken down with something as simple as the way I would do it. But uh, anyways, if it's too obvious, they they don't like it. You got to you got to come at it a little bit four different angles and make it uh, be complicated. And then people are like, oh, that's interesting. I never thought about it that way. Um. <laughs> uh, Putting together a big, big puzzle and many pieces in many places. Yes. Yes. And the only way to put that pieces of the puzzle together is to make sure that we take account all information. Trump rally in the Astros game. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, I know everything that I know. Nothing about what I don't. <laughs> Which is a lot. None of us know a lot about everything. <laughs> Did I say that right? Anyways, let me get back focused here. Um, uh, thanks guys for being out there today. They don't pre appreciate simple explanations. Um, maybe that's it. It's it, why didn't I think of that? Now I look like an idiot. <laughs> that's not my problem. All right. Supreme court stuff and, um, some DOJ stuff. What else do I got in here? I got all kinds of good stuff. Project Veritas in the news today. Uh, Cash Patel in the news today. We're going to get to those things. DC Patriot. I'm going to spend some time on this. January 6th political prisoner, Pete Schwartz from prison. Uh, Ex-Pakistani prime minister. Um, I want to talk about that because there's some interesting stuff going on there. And uh, some other topics that are in the fix as well. So let me start here. Uh, the case that we are looking forward to with regards to our elections um, that has been... <sighs> used to, um, I mean, I don't know how they, what the outcome of this is going to be, but it ain't going to be the re the reversal of, of the 2020 election. All right. The Moore versus Harper case is an important one going forward because it decides that a battle versus state courts versus the state legislature. And as you guys know, our constitutional Republic is based on a state legislature control over our elections with federal oversight. So the reason why this case is so important going into the future is because of that future um, legislature control over elections and the rest. 
That case is Moore versus Harper. It is docket number 21-1271 from North Carolina. The argument is on December 7th, 2022. Um, OT term 2022 is what they're calling it. Uh, and, the, and the issue at matter is this. Whether a state judicial branch may nullify the regulations governing the manner of holding elections for senators and representatives prescribed by the legislature thereof and replace them with regulations of the state's court's own devising based on vague state constitutional provisions purportedly vesting the state judiciary with the power to prescribe whatever rules it deems appropriate to ensure a fair and free election, unquote, unquote. Again, this has to do with partially with the redistricting fund that's been going on about there. And I, somewhere in my list here, I have a couple of articles on that and then they should have been in the fix here. Yes, there it is right there. Uh, we'll get to this article here uh, about redistricting in just a moment uh, that deals with this case. But so this is December 7th. So, the, um, but again, a lot of people have talked about this case as the potential for overturning the 2020 election. It ain't going to happen. I, I can try to say it as, as many different ways as I possibly can. Trump's not coming back, okay? You can call me a dooming black pill all you want. Or you can call into my show when he does come back. I've been waiting for two years. So that's that case. The, of course, the affirmative action case is uh, highly um, under the uh, microscope of, of everybody today. But this case is a very important one, and it's not till December. Um, actually, somebody in uh, Red Pill's chat earlier, Rumble chat, uh, asked about this. So it kind of put me down that path. Supreme Court should finally set the record straight on decades of redistricting debacles. Yeah, it's on both sides of the aisle. And gerrymandering is is nothing more than globalist control over elections to try to manipulate them the best way that fits them. That's really what gerrymandering is on both sides of the aisle. Republicans and Democrats have manipulated the system on in every single state using gerrymandering and, and the um, redistricting plans based on race and the rest. Well, that's changing in our world. If you haven't noticed, there's a vast majority of the population is, is starting to see the manipulation of the radical left. And then there's this with Merrill versus Milligan, the Supreme court should also take the opportunity to bring clarity or closure to a seemingly contradictory law from Jason Torchinsky. He's a ski, so he's got to know what he's talking about. You know what I'm saying? Four-minute read in today's Federalist for your t if you have some time today. The U.S. Supreme Court heard arguments last month in a case from Alabama called Merrill versus Milligan. Most people have not heard of it, but it has the potential to be the most consequential case on the redistricting requirements of the Voting Rights Act in a decade. The court has long wrestled with the sought and sought to clarify the VRA requirements in the past 20 years especially, yet rulings have only further confused the issue. Yes, rulings by activist judges over the past 30 years, 50 years has done nothing for the rule of law in America in general. Legislatures and map drawers have an impossible task. They must use racial considerations, which is why also the affirmative action thing may have reverberations down the line. The percentage of the population that is a minority group, in case you didn't know what racial considerations is to draw districts when a voting right act, when a voting rights act requires it. But they draw, but if they draw districts based on race when the Voting Rights Act does not require it, then the risk racially gerrymandering, they risk racial gerrymandering in the violation of the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause. That clause has been understood to protect the rights of all Americans, regardless of their race 
or ethnicity or gender. Shortly after the VRA became law in 1965, the Supreme Court began contemplating what exactly it required in redistricting. It took until 1986 for this court to settle on a set of parameters map makers should use under what is known as Section 2 of the VRA. The opinion in the case is called Thornburg versus Gingles, ordered that the majority minority districts uh, were required by the VRA, if districts could be drawn that were reasonable, compact, and contain a sufficiently large minority population that votes as a group, whatever, the, purely based on race, the Gingles elements seemed reasonable 36 years ago, but not as a single factor as a clear standard today. Another valid point, I suppose, given the history of America. <laughs> OIN playing that uh, that summary of radical left calls for violence in America again. I need to get that clip. Subjective standards. The problem with a reasonableness standard is self-evident. Whether a district is reasonably configured is an inherently subjective determination. A reasonably configured district is one uh, is to one judge could easily be seen as an unreasonably dis uh, configured district to another judge. The compactness requirement receives the most attention during mayoral arguments. Justices Samuel Alito, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett appear to recognize that many different ways one can conceptualize compactness making compliance difficult to measure and seems skeptical Alabama's congressional map was illegal. Justices Kagan, Sotomayor, and Jackson strongly indicated that their view that plaintiffs met the compactness requirement and Alabama's map should be replaced. This lack of agreement isn't surprising since the court has not set a clear objective rule for what constitutes a compact map district. Finally, the court said in 2019, in case Rucho versus Common Clause, a very another important case that um, is is going to continue to have reverberations as we discussed in 2019, that federal courts should not hear partisan gerrymandering lawsuits because the courts are not well suited to consider the political questions these cases require. It stands to reason that the federal courts may also be ill-equipped to, con to consider the complex political analyses necessary to determine whether a minority population votes sufficiently as a group to satisfy Gingles criteria. Doesn't that seem like racism? Saying, saying that because one person as a minority will vote a certain way, the whole population will vote as a certain way. Two options for clarity. The court has two real options to provide clarity to this muddled area of law and resolve Merrill. Either establish a bright line rule governing this type of VRA redistricting challenges or hold that the VRA does not apply to redistricting. Absent that level of clarity, the court will continue to invite a deluge of this kind of VRA litigation. The first option is a straightforward rule that clearly defines the scope and application of Gingles requirements. This could include requiring plaintiffs to show a minority population of a single race is sufficiently large and geographically compact to comprise a majority in a potential single-member district, also known as racism. Such a rule with clear guidelines could give the lower court's judges a clear standard to apply and reduce the number of aggressive, borderline, frivolous claims brought in recent years. A second option is for the court to decide that the, this section of the VRA does not apply to the redistricting context and remove the courts completely from these battles, which is what needs to happen. This position would bring about the end of what Chief Justice Roberts once called the sordid business of divvying Americans up by race 
and a set of rulings whose underlying assumptions Justice Clarence Thomas criticized as repugnant to any nation that strives for an ideal of a colorblind constitution. I wholeheartedly agree. Much of the court struggles, and it's not just about what I agree with, the an originalist point of view of the Constitution and the precedent involved also has the same view that any kind of divvying up Americans by race is not what our Constitution intended. Much of the court struggles may be a natural result of the ongoing political realignments and demographics changes in America, and our communities and families become more multi-ethnic, our politics less soiled, and the more fraught considerations of race will be. The standards of four decades ago do not align with a country that has changed significantly since, much less in the past five years, in the Great Awakening. Absent a clear ruling from the Supreme Court, VRA compliance will only get more difficult, and an ever-expanding tort of litigation will continue to follow. The court should take this opportunity to bring clarity or closure to a decade of seemingly contradictory law. And indeed, that is what they are likely to do in this case and other affirmative action style cases coming before the court, which is why Trump winning was just a massive, massive halt in their agenda. Because you can imagine what it would be like. Actually, I don't want to imagine what today would be like with four years of Hillary and the courts sent down that path of more activist judges being put into place. Can you imagine if what, and I'll give Mitch McConnell the credit when the credit's due, if you can imagine what would have happened if Mitch McConnell and President Trump and Mike Pence weren't able to get the judges they were able to get put into place all around the country, can you imagine what it would have been like if Hillary got those picks where we would be at today? I know I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. That I know for sure. So that roadblock that the federal that the that the courts are now giving us is giving us an opportunity to allow them to further expose themselves to to further um, enable the rule of law, the actual rule of law, not lawfare, but the actual rule of law to again reign in America and hopefully around the world sooner than later. But in the meantime. We live under a corrupt DOJ and FBI and government that does not care about the rule of law in this country. That should be clear to every American today. Should be. Last night, uh, yesterday, I did a show talking about Catherine and Greg stuck in jail until the fifth circuit decides to get off their ass and take a view at the writ of mandamus that was filed this morning. We'll see what happens. President Trump had some words about this as well. I wanted to listen to have you listen in. Uh, we covered this a little bit with red pill 78 earlier today and the show I did yesterday that was flagged on Facebook as soliciting sexual content for sharing Catherine's jail stream. What kind of sick fuck does that? President Trump had words on this as well. We live in an evil, sick world, man. We really fucking do. Friends of yours, Catherine Engelbrecht, you know, the two of them that did mm -hmm. such a film, 
the two of them that did such a good job. And you know what they did? They spent one year going through tapes, government tapes, mm-hmm. all government cameras, mm-hmm. going through videos. One year, and they found thousands, tens of thousands of stuffed ballots. Mm-hmm. They had the tapes. You know what they did? They put them in jail two mm-hmm. days ago. These people are evil, and they're crazy, and I don't think our country's going to stand for it. Um, I, I hope you're right, Mr. President. And the only way that we have the ability to rectify this, of course, as you guys know, is at the ballot box. And so Greg and Catherine, um, through their um, outlets, have been continuing to try to beg people to stay focused on what your personal mission has been since this, right? If your personal mission since all of this has been... Um, to speak to your neighbors and and find somebody who may need a ride on election day, or if your role in this has been as an election poll observer or a poll watcher or a worker or a get out the vote in some some way, or um, you've taken on the, the task of trying to um, watch over ballot boxes with good recordings and presenting information to sheriffs in real time, whatever your role ha- that you have decided this is in this, they want to make sure that everybody stays focused on whatever it is that you can do. And so all of us, again, what we can do is say a prayer for Catherine and Greg that um, I'm sure many have done today. Um, I'm sure they are not happy to be in prison today. And I am not happy that they are in prison today either. To be completely honest, because it is um, an attempt by the Justice Department to... Um, to expand their investigation into silencing people who want to stand up even more. And that's the truth of it. Um, and so we'll see where this goes in the end. There's a lot more coming about conic. There's a lot more connect, whatever they, it may be conic connect. There's a lot more coming on the defense department contracts with conic in China and the information stored in China and the malign foreign influence in America's elections. I believe that that information is going to be brought forward to the people and that information, and that is going to change the way that elections in America happen forever going forward. That's where our focus should be. Not at a snap a finger, quick, quick fix. Not at a new idol like Elon that's going to bring Twitter back and save the world. Not in a President Trump. As a as great as he is, there are many around him, not just him, helping him make the decisions he makes. It's very easy to fall into an idolized culture where you need a hero to save you. We don't need a hero to save us. Sorry about that. We are already saved. And it begs the question, does it not? Shouldn't it? Should it not beg the question? Those that look more closely at white hat, black hat, or the person using online research to decide who somebody is or decide if somebody is going to be the next person to come 
help save us all and help save humanity by buying Twitter, for instance. At what point does the idol culture become a version of satanic culture? Actually, it is, isn't it? At the foundation of an of a, an American idol culture that we live in today, where everybody's searching for a hero, everybody needs somebody to come save them, everybody's looking for somebody to, to help break these chains that we are under. That hero is, is God, is it not? Is that hero not God? It, do you... Do, do the people who look for a hero or do the people who look for a savior in man not understand that idolizing man is the equivalent of what Satanism preaches? I'm, I'm not in a, a deep philosophical thinker on religion, but I, I get the basis of Satanism and evil. <laughs> and I don't think there's a big part of our culture that maybe does or that maybe their motivations aren't all there the same as many of ours are I will say it that way man I love you but all this dooming is not there we go there's my dooming comment what did I doom about Timberjet tell me exactly what I doomed about don't look for a hero be one Stay strong in the love and the light of God, and you don't need a hero, do you? What exactly, Timberjet, did I just doom on? I would like to know that answer. One quiet bear, yes, the hero is God and the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the three-in-one, the Holy Trinity, one quiet bear, indeed. Is there something more behind that uh, when somebody needs an idol? Is there something behind needing a hero or an idol to come save you? Is it a lack of faith? What is it? We're, uh, hey, Daniel, good to see you out there. We're not all going to die, just so you're aware. I, I, I don't pay attention to that, that kind of stuff. Um. J.D. Rich in the house on Rumble. Let me check in with you guys here in chat. What time is it? It's already the top of the hour. Holy cow, a year, uh, a year, an hour just flew by. It feels like a year. The United Spot attacked me on True Social because I posted negative comments about Google a few weeks ago. There you go, Hank. Uh, I, I, you know, the United Spot, hey, the, I, to, context is everything, and I have not always been the best in context either, so I get it. I just say things off the cuff sometimes, whatever. I'm, if you get your feathers ruffled because I gave you information, too fucking bad. Um, we're in the middle of an information war right now, and if um, you need to develop some thicker skin, then you need to work on that, not me. Knock my socks off. I heard nothing of it, Denise. Um, let's see. What did I miss? It's not on Twitch. I gotcha, gotcha. I just missed a conversation there between you guys. Sorry. All right, Rumble Crowd, thanks for being there today. Thanks for hitting the plus button. Much love and God bless you all. Twitch Crowd, how you guys doing out there today? Uh, I've lost some of you, it appears. Doom is a good online game. Indeed it is. And seeing things in reality is not necessarily dooming, but maybe I did go too far. What did I, what did I say? 
sometimes it's good to mix in some good with the bad so you don't get so depressed. Oh, well, I mean, I, I, there was plenty of good in there, was there not? The the If Trump didn't win, think about where we would have been. There's a lot of good in that and a lot of good in the courts to come for sure. So, I mean, yeah, um, I guess, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm just fine. Trust me. Thanks for your concern, though. All right. Uh, yes, the hero is God. Okay, I got that one read. Uh, thank you for that comment. One quiet bear. I appreciate that. JC Berg gifting a gift sub to the Kawasaki kid. Iggy McGillity, thanks for the new follow. Granny, thanks for the new follow. And chill vibes. Um, I am not so chill all the time. So it, it may be a yin to your yang. <laughs> T-Rex, resubbing as well. Resub for seven months. Thank you for that, T-Rex. I appreciate that. And then uh, God is good. New follows from yesterday and Salty Nuts with a follow over there on Twitch yesterday. Uh, much love, Salty Nuts. I appreciate that. Um, I've always kind of checked in with Salty whenever I can, trying to figure out what I do wrong. <laughs> Actually, I figured out how Salty does so good. He took what I used to do before everyone tried to call me and just mastered it. <laughs> he tried to do what, what I was trying to cultivate this platform into, and he does it better than me. So, <laughs> oh, man. So it is, um, I'm, I'm glad you guys are out there today. Um, the Tiger Network crowd's out there lurking and listening as well. Uh, Facebook crew's out there lurking and listening. DLive, I know you guys can't, but there's some of you out there listening for some reason. Um, if you can't catch us on DLive, hit on censordave.com. Uh, they banned my chat because I picked on their moderator. I told them to go fuck themselves. And so they, yeah, I, I guess I deserve it, right? I don't <laughs> I want to see how good their content moderation was. And D live made it clear that their content moderation was, is don't fuck with D live. <laughs> oh man. People are awake because the doom was exposed. Ah, well, see, now that is interesting. See, that is interesting, isn't it? If, um, the realities of our world haven't been told today, would the people be awake to the doom that we faced? Abe will get a butt kicking when I see him next. What did I do now? And someday soon, I hope God's government is coming. Max Uno, I'm with you. God's government um, has been lacking on this planet for too long, has it not? I am so with you there. Hickory Man, let's see here what we got. Top of the hour, and I got way too much to get through. I'm never going to get through it all. Hickory Man accused of being involved in the child sex tourism crimes. Coming to us from North Carolina. This one in Charlotte announced on October 28th. I think a few people did get this one covered, but I wanted to make sure that um, I got this one. At least one a day I'm going to make sure I get covered every day. Investigators, investigators say a hickory man is at the center of an international sex trafficking ring that stretches from Charlotte Airport to the Philippines. It involves dozens of underage victims. The case is an example of a new effort to crack down on these crimes. In a case so egregious that just the language on the arrest warrants is hard to read. What is it about Southeast Asia and children? Seems like there's some lacking of God in parts of Asia as well. Am I wrong on that? The conduct in this case was despicable. It is heartbreaking the number of children that has been victimized by this individual. It's almost beyond comprehension, said Mike Prado, the deputy assistant in charge of the Homeland Security Investigations. Prado said Robert Parker, a 75-year-old retiree living in Hickory, rarely flew from Charlotte to the Philippines to have sex with young girls. 
He made multiple trips to Manila for the purposes of purchasing children for sex, said Prado. It's called sex tourism, and Prado says it's a glowing problem. That's a growing problem. Glowing problem as well, too, probably. So much that the Asians from the Charlotte region are now stationed in Manila to help bring down the Manila side of the bad guys. Hmm. It's a thriving trade because the money that's involved by Americans who travel there. Do we have a serious problem in this country with God too? Is it not just Asia? The answer to that question is an obvious yes. Charlotte-based agents stationed in Philippines have made 298 arrests this year, up from 246 in 2021. A 300 count of arrests to placate the masses. National uh, Center for Michigan Exploited Children led police to Parker's Hickory home where they say they searched turned up thousands of disturbing photos. He's facing sexual exploitations of minor charges. It's not uncommon for individuals who engage in these types of terrible activity to document for later viewing when they come back home to the United States. The mementos of their sick conduct. Tens of thousands of images, not just of children he abused, but of other children being abused around the world and in the United States. Prado said Parker worked with a woman referred to as the arranger. What is with these women who become arrangers for sexual activity for men? What is wrong with our society as a, the foundation of our society? It seems like all of these sick fucks have a woman as an arranger. This individual is a sex trafficker. Oh, that's right. It's the grooming side of our world that we're not allowed to talk about. That's right. I forgot about that. I apologize. This individual is a sex trafficker taking disadvantaged, poverty-stricken children in the Philippines and subjecting them to horrible acts of sex abuse by predators, the, more, the majority of which come from the United States. Go figure. Year-long investigation into a bowling alley in Newton. Many other parts of this case to be exposed. This is a Homeland Security investigation since 2021 being exposed as a global child sex trafficking ring. Sex tourism for Americans. The only thing I can say on this is at least this evil is finally being addressed, right? At least people like the Epsteins of the world are being held to account. When and if the pedal sex trafficking rings are once and finally and for all dismantled, maybe then we will have the true awakening on our planet. The ex-Pakistani Prime Minister Khan injured in shots fired at a rally. The reason why I wanted to bring this up is because of the video of this. And I don't know. This is probably just UN video. I don't know what this is. This is, yeah, this, I don't know if this is video of the actual incident, but no, it's not. It's of Imran Khan. But I'm not sure if you guys are remember Imran Khan, but this guy is no good news by any means. But the interesting part of this story was the way that the media sensationalized the attack. 
He got hit with like a a ricochet in the leg or the foot, according to news reports. But if you look at the way that the Pakistani news presented this story, I got I gotta say, it has all the hallmarks of a false flag. Khan was ousted from office in April, and there has been a recent uprisings in Pakistan trying to show support for Khan. But those of you who know maybe more about Pakistan region know that Imran Khan is not somebody the people of Pakistan respect by any means. There's a reason why he was ousted. This seems like all the hallmarks of a sympathy vote false flag and... There are all kinds of uh, media sources presenting it as uh, something different. So keep an eye out for that one. I saw that in the news today. Caught my eye. Just watching the, the, the way that it was presented by the media, the international media, was a red flag for me. That alone. I, don't, I have no other sauce besides that. But usually <laughs> there's more. T- there's Where there's smoke, there's fire. The following is from our friends from Gateway Pundit is I got to keep it moving here today, guys. So the topics will keep moving, and I'll try to keep up in touch with you guys in the chat as much as I can. Nine out of ten, they were previous victims. Ousted by the CIA? Khan had deep links to the clowns, so I don't know. Previous control of the CIA? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, he has deep links with Brennan and the rest, so... January 6th, political prisoner Pete Schwartz releases a video from inside the D.C. prison mentioning Ray Epps and other government operators. This dropped on November 2nd into the D.C. Patriot. Brick Tamland uh, put this out there. Um, and I just, anytime I see something, somebody doing a story about J6, if I haven't done one in a day or two, we are going to spend some time listening to it. I don't know, even know how long this is, but um, let's take a listen and see... Uh, I haven't had much time. It's 12 minutes of your time. Hello, everybody. Worth 12 minutes of your time. My name is Pete Schwartz. I'm a January 6th defendant. I'm being housed in D.C.'s Gulag. And today, I would like to talk about January 6th. And I would like to talk to people about what happened, what brought the events to that level that it did, and some of the misunderstandings and what really happened, and some of the things that we can do to both prevent this and to bring justice for some of the Jan 6 defendants. So a lot of the people that even are... Uh, I'll just pause this for, for a second. I really want to listen to this intently, but I'll just say this. There's a lot more that meets the eye with Imran Khan, Pakistan, and the rest. I don't, I don't purport to know either side of the story. I'll just say there's enough misinformation on both sides to question Imran Khan very, very deeply. If you look into him even more so. Our conservative allies still, after all this time, do not fully understand what happened on January 6th. I hear them say things like it was a riot that got out of control and the police overreacted and that now that we're going through the justice system and been locked in solitary confinement for nearly two years, that there's a two-tiered justice system. There absolutely is, but it wasn't a riot per se. So Trump supporters and Trump rallies have never turned into riots before in the past. This is not the mentality of people who are living Christian values and showing up to support a president who represents that to them and they're in support of. So we need to look at 
who these agitators were that created this situation, who escalated a Trump speech and an ensuing protest to the level that it got to. The level it reached was still nowhere near the level of the riots from Antifa and BLM during the summer of 2020, although they received little to no attention and there was little or no justice or punishment doled out to the people who participated in that. Yet little old ladies and everything who were president January 6 are being dealt with in the federal legal system to this day. It's ridiculous. So it's coming out now that there was police misconduct. Obviously the murder of Ashley Babbitt, Roseanne Boylan. There was two other deaths of Trump supporters that day. This is finally, after all this time, reaching the public's attention. And uh, the police are getting a lot of attention for a lot of the misconduct. They beat Victoria White and numerous other people that were there that day. Many of them elderly and women. And police misconduct was rampant. There was a lot of rogue officers there. But as a whole, I don't believe that the police themselves were collectively operating in a malicious manner to instigate January 6th. I don't believe that. In fact, the people who designed the agitation and the escalation of the events at January 6th had called in a bomb threat to pull away a lot of the Capitol Police so that they would be undermanned in order to allow this type of event to develop. Very important point. So there may be people then that... They are D.C. residents and D.C. officers. And just being in such a liberal environment, there may be people that, as individuals, hold resentments towards Trump supporters or conservative values. But I don't believe that collectively as a whole, I don't believe the police department was malicious in that manner. The agitators were predominantly undercover. And they were provoking these undertrained, understaffed police who probably may did may have had some prejudices against Trump supporters. <clears throat> but I don't think that that necessarily caused what happened to happen. So who are the undercover agitators? There's basically four different ones that we identify. The FBI themselves in undercover form. Wearing four or five hats, costumes, just really suspicious behavior and suspicious outfits. They weren't at the Trump speech. They were there taking down barriers. That was one. We have the Fed assets. We had one guy in here who said, he told us all about his co-defendant. He said his co-defendant had been arrested in a drug conspiracy in 2020. His co-defendant's name was Nathan DeGraves. And that going to January 6th and promoting the insurrection narrative is what got him out of those charges. So the FBI had asked him to do this in exchange for getting his sentence dropped or reduced in the drug conspiracy. We also have a lot of people who worked for Pelosi in some form or any of the people who were helping the Biden regime, the real insurrectionists who stole the election. They had people in the crowd. They had agitators working for them as well. And then... The other one who can't necessarily identify who they were employed by or what their reason was could just be Antifa. But a lot of these people showed up in costumes 
And there were two types of costumes. There was costumes that were paramilitary gear. And those, those agitators were on the front line trying to instigate and pushing the railing and everything with the police. And their belief was that the Trump supporters would get worked into the same type of frenzy that BLM and Antifa people do and that the riot would get to the level where they needed that protection. So as agitators, a lot of them wanted to have that protective gear. Then there was a second group of agitators who had on costumes who were designed to promote an insurrection narrative. They were at photo shoots at various posed places in the Capitol. And a lot of these costumes were basically designed to try to give the media image that all Trump supporters are just dumb rednecks. So you see buffalo horns and people covered in furs and just ridiculous costumes. So this is this is interesting because these types of costumes were not present at the Trump speech. All of these people, all of these people who are doing these things that I describe and wearing these costumes that I'm talking about were all people who didn't attend the Trump speech. They were up at the Capitol tearing down fences and ripping up the signs that told people that it was trespassing and stuff like that. All an elaborately laid trap to bait the Trump supporters when they came from the Trump speech. It's it's suspicious right off the jump that they weren't at the Trump speech because this speech was different than other Trump speeches. A lot of people say if you've seen one Trump speech, you've seen them all. I disagree. In this case, our election was being stolen, and a lot of people were expecting Trump to pull an ace out of his sleeve. So when he started talking about Mike Pence, if Mike Pence does the right thing, and when we, if Mike Pence has the moral fiber and this and that, everybody was expecting that he was going to save the day and that he was going to bring something I and didn't. let us know just how close our country did get to being stolen and then save the day. So when we're looking at, when we go and look at these agitators, there's one who stands out to everybody. In fact, if there's one person who got more famous from Jan 6 than anybody, it would be Ray Epps. And everybody's wanting to know what's Ray Epps' role. Who is he working for? How is he getting this people to do this? <laughs> it's not possible Shiny for Ray Epps by himself to create, create an entire riot. While there may be innocent people that he entrapped and like the night before, we're going into the Capitol and this is what we're going to do and we all need to go do this. It doesn't matter. This is We're going to take the Capitol. We're going to commit insurrection and all the crazy things this guy's saying. <clears throat> there may be innocent people that got caught up in the moment. Not everybody has good intentions. Not everybody has a good heart. Maybe they got entrapped. But for the most part, Ray Epps has people that are working with him. Ray Epps showed up to January 6th, the night before, on a large bus, on a charter bus, full of people. These people are most likely all working with him. So, as we watch the videos, the numerous... I cannot emphasize enough how important what he just said right there is. There were people that were bussed in from Maryland and other places. There was there was um, information that showed that they were brought straight into Union Station downtown D.C., the main thoroughfare for, for buses and trains. 
others in other places. I cannot emphasize how important what he's saying is right there. If Ray Epps was bust in from out of town, he was not alone. And there is a certain part of the Ray Epps story that is just that, the shiny object that everybody likes to point fingers at when he's really more than a fall guy for the bigger conspiracy. 14,000 hours of videos. We go over them and over them and over them. And the one thing we notice is a lot of the people that are leading small team operations of agitators all seem to be wearing the yellow and black Gadsden patch, similar to the Gadsden flag. The Gadsden flag had people had people manning them and directing the flow of traffic. It's not, not insignificant that yellow and black is the Proud Boy colors. It's not insignificant that the Gadsden patch is yellow and black. It's not insignificant that the Oath Keepers logo is yellow and black. These are groups that got a lot of attention since January 6th. Personally, I wasn't familiar with them before that day. But since then, that seems to be the focus, and that correlates to conspiracy. And a, a person could say, is it just a coincidence that these people are wearing a fairly innocuous symbol, a symbol of American history, the 1776, and everything that was related to standing up for what's right is all represented by the Gadsden flag. So there's nothing terribly wrong with it in itself. So when you see somebody leading a small team operation and they're wearing that, it could just be a coincidence. But when every small team leader is wearing that exact same patch, it's no longer a coincidence. It's a pattern and it's conclusive. And these people are interacting directly with Ray Epps. A lot of times you'll see when, when they have one on their hat, they'll take it off and show it to the police and turn around and show it to the people who are agitating and rioting. They put that on and that calms the crowd down. There is something significant to that. The people. Very, 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 very. <laughs> this dude's on freaking fire right here. Just as we were told that there was Antifa dressing up as MAGA. There was information that there were assets dressed up as MAGA as well. I'll just say that. People working there, they know what that means. And it's the same thing over by Ray Epps. We see one of the guys saying, I'm with you, pointing to his Gadsden patch. This is a pattern. And to somebody who was not aware of it, like myself, and probably nearly a million other Americans, we had no idea what we were walking into. We thought we had just been at a Trump speech. We didn't know we were going to be set up by our own government using Gestapo tactics at the Capitol and that they were going to then imprison us for years in solitary confinement just for our beliefs, just for who we support, just for our basic Christian values. What we're asking is we're asking for the people who are out in the world who have access to normal quality video. The videos in our discovery have all been pixelated, so we can't tell as well what's going on in there. They don't want us to know. They don't want us to be able to identify. They entrapped us. The last thing in the world they want is to be caught doing what they did. Our government, our FBI, operates exactly like the KGB. They're going to crush us. They're going to destroy each and every one of us, but we need to take them down. And if we help identify them, we can. Myself, Pete Schwartz, and my friend Tim Hale have put together a lot of work 
and Tim has done a presentation. He's a little better with this type of thing than myself. And he's put it all into a computer presentation. I believe it's Word. And it has screenshots. It's got videos. It shows the patches. It shows who they're interacting with. It shows the, the small team's operations in action. And he has put the accurate timestamps in it. That was another trick that the government had done. They changed the timestamps on everything so you couldn't tell what was actually taking place. You wouldn't know to look for somebody if it was at the exact same time, according to Man, that again, huge point. The timestamps of this stuff would would break this case wide open if the clowns in DC actually wanted to get to the bottom of what the fuck happened here. While people are still rotting in prison. Yes, I respect you, Jim Jordan, but letters aren't really helping the families of people who have been destroyed through this. These people have been in prison for going on two years. Let's write some more letters to the Justice Department, please. They altered everything. They made it impossible for us. But we've sorted through all this, and we've put it all in one presentation. And I'm encouraging you, please, take the time to look at this. Please, bring forward the information. See what you notice. If you find something else, bring it to our attention. Bring it to anybody's attention. Please help us, and God bless some good stuff and some nuggets there that are extremely, extremely important. I cannot emphasize enough how important those nuggets are in this. The bigger picture of all this, once it finally does get told will be not that this movement, I respectfully disagree um, in chat that this movement can be easily co-opted because if this movement was easily co-opted, it would have been a very bad scene on January 6th, way worse than it was. The vast majority of MAGA did not get involved in this, knew damn well what was happening. In fact, in the days leading up to, we made sure to raise awareness within the community about a potential for a false flag. If you remember, if you listened at the time, um, we spoke specifically about that on this channel. And we got that information out there to every channel I could find that would listen and begged them to please tell the Patriots who are going potentially going to DC that there is a high, high, high probability of a false flag on January 6th. So it is more about how the narrative that they are able to seed in this by a, by Hiding behind so many lies, you can create your own reality. For instance, you can live in a false reality, and it seems as if the radical left in this country and a huge part of the right in this country has a hard time finding reality. And I got to be fucking completely honest here. It, this doesn't seem to be a left or right issue. It's just a matter of the world that we live in is making it impossible to find reality for some. But if you live your life surrounded in a lie and create a reality based off of lies, that it falls apart every time. There's, you have no foundation um, when, it, when it comes to the stuff that DC is trying to do to America. 
you know, with Jan- with regards to January 6th and stuff. So there's that. Do me a favor, please. Did I already get that link out there to you guys? Yes, I did. I will get that out there on all social media platforms as well as on the podcast uh, later today as well. And I'm already, I have way too much to get to, so I need to move. <sighs> love you guys. Love you guys. Thanks for being here today. Great crowd out there today, and I really appreciate you guys. 2562 gold pills today as we wrap it into the bottom half of the hour here. Pamela Rose, Sean Joe, much love, brother. The Fallen One, love the fire, keep at it. I'll try to do what I can, bro. Falling out, uh, he'll fall back in tonight, I'm sure he will. Leadfoot, who cares? Jay Evers, Joe Patriot, Ranger Billy, Daisy Change, Bitch Tori, and Jay Bell. Much love, and God bless all of you. Thank you for the love, support, and prayers. Please help me keep the lights on, because it's, it's going to get dark around here pretty soon, I got a feeling. I hope not, but man, Trump aide Cash Patel is granted immunity and will soon testify in the federal case involving documents FBI seized from Mar-a-Lago. There was a lot of questions on all sides of the aisle with regards to Cash Patel. I will just say this. If Cash Patel has decided that he will take immunity in the idea of testifying after just going through all the documents that are supposedly classified, this is a very... Good thing. (laughs) Now, who knows what the Justice Department will do with regards to backlash for Cash Patel telling too much truth when he testifies, because that seems to be a common theme in the world we live in, and I hope Cash is prepared for that, Um, and I'm sure he is, but as you have seen, anybody who stands up for too much truth, forget about it. I have to play this Project Veritas 11 minutes. It's new today from the Society of Professional Journalists from Media Fest 2022. It already has not many views. 11,000 likes, 12,000 likes. Um, But I'm sure it it just popped just before we went live today. I haven't seen it and I want it on there for the podcast to continue to dial in some of the important information today. And then the rest I have is still another probably hour of stuff. The Society of Professional Journalists previously stood with Project Veritas in our struggle against federal persecution of the First Amendment when my home and those of two Project Veritas journalists were raided by the FBI. To show our unity and freedom of the press, Project Veritas planned to attend the Society's annual Media Fest conference. After being approved to attend in our outreach booth set up at a location assigned to us, Project Veritas journalists were threatened with arrest by the Society of Professional Journalists and removed at a conference with speaker sessions like building coalitions to advocate for press freedom, responding to the controls on free press and a free speech, and covering press freedom as news. The society publicly claims that Project Veritas was not approved to attend and that the third party convention planner is at fault. This is false. Our journalists were approved to attend directly by society professional journalists own Crystal O'Keefe, no relation to me, who coordinated our attendance and registered our journalists. Quote, if you send me a list of the staff that need registered, I will go in and register them on my end. I'm sorry for the inconvenience, unquote. That was an email between our events director and Crystal O'Keefe. The society further claims Project Veritas had not paid for the booth, which is provably false. This is our payment receipt totaling $4,000 for the event dated October 6th and emails coordinating that payment from October 4th. The Society certainly took our $4,000 via a credit card on October 4th and approved us becoming an exhibitor. So we set up a booth at 
7 a.m. on Thursday, October 27th, eager to discuss undercover reporting and whistleblowing with attendees. Now keep in mind, we do not investigate conferences that we ourselves are attending with a booth. We attended MediaFest in the spirit of journalism and education, not adversarial investigation. After several hours of positive discussion, our booth was approached by two society professional journalist staffers who told us to pack our bags and leave due to non-payment. Now, in light of the email that we had showing that we had paid them $4,000, we had no choice but to begin recording that. Listen to Chief Event Strategist Katie Riggs and Interim Executive Director Jennifer Royer broom us from their convention. I'm a member and I'm about to board my flight to Washington, D.C. right now. Okay, um, we just, we have to ask you to leave, I'm sorry. We're asking them to pack up now and leave. We've got hotel security here. Um, I mean, we just, we don't want it to be a volatile situation, but we have to ask them to pack up and leave now. Are you willing to um, arrest the two journalists that I have there at your <laughs> event to take them away from your, your premises? If it comes to that, I mean, we're politely asking you to leave and you want to debate me on the phone and I don't have time. We're in the middle of registration. The convention is very busy. I don't have time to debate you on the phone. The payment hasn't come through yet. Um, and we know that you guys were kind of a late addition, but um, you know, we, we, just, we, we did pay. So that's why I'm very <laughs> wall bottle in, in, in Twitch. <laughs> Way to puppet the MSNBC line. MSNBC told me that they just report a bunch of lies. And so therefore I come into chats and I just puppet what MSNBC told me or the mainstream media told me because it's much easier for me to basically just repeat what the mainstream media tells me and not close my line giant fucking pie hole for, for 12 fucking minutes and listen to what they have to say. That would be too easy to do. What you got to do actually is just puppet with him what MSNBC told you and so be like, hey, you know, um, they don't really report on anything legitimate, so they're just so fake that I don't even listen to them anymore. Very fucking morons. came in on October 3rd, and if there's an issue... We all have funds we can pay if you guys somehow lost payment. That's okay. Just, and it's not because of because yeah. my executive director, he can hand you cash right now. He what? It's not payment. It's because of the controversial nature of the organization. I just need to make sure I give my team clear directive. And if we need to pack up because we're controversial and you don't want us there, that's another thing as opposed to the payment issue. I'm just trying to figure out what to do. Well, it's all of those things, and we we just we're asking you to please leave. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, we have received complaints, and um, you know, we. And there's your answer right there. Whiny little fucking bitches, all around the world, who won't spend any time looking at the information presented, but find it much easier to just puppet what other people say. It never ceases to amaze me how fucking stupid the people in our world are. Somebody can just say something as simple as Project Veritas just doesn't say anything real, it's all lies. And then everyone else, puppets, it's all lies. You don't even understand, it's all fake stuff, you dummy. Fucking idiots in this world, dude. There's way too many fucking morons on this planet, you know that? 
Water pipes so excited for midterms they could just burst. I'll leave that at that. DOJ is hiding information about Biden's attempts to interfere in U.S. elections. This on October 21st, 2022, in a four-minute read from The Federalist that I really wanted to spend some time on today, the DOJ is hiding records about Biden's order telling federal agencies to, to develop plans to interfere in the state's administration of elections. Uh, somebody else told me that, that there's no problems in our elections either, so I don't even know why you're talking about stuff like this, man. Five days before the midterms, that article was on October 21st. This article is today. Five days before the midterms, the DOJ is still refusing to release Biden's plan to federalize local elections. Oh, remember that whole thing? Nobody seems to want to talk about that in the mainstream media, do they? The Foundation for Government Accountability has filed a cross motion against the Department of Justice asking for the court to immediately order the DOJ to release its strategic plan implementing President Biden's executive order that directed a federal government takeover of elections before the midterm elections on Tuesday. And as we just reported, that Supreme Court case that is so important that we talked about earlier, Harper versus Moore, or Moore versus Harper, doesn't take in, doesn't happen until December 7th. So that's an important case with regards to this. As previously reported, Biden's executive order directs all 600 federal agencies to expand citizens' opportunities to register to vote and obtain information about and participate in the electoral process. Because, yes, we needed as much meatheads out there as possible to spread the information or to vote for who we want them to vote for. Isn't that amazing? The FGA filed a lawsuit in April 2022 against the DOJ and several other executive agencies for failing to comply with the Freedom of Information Act requests, so forth, so on. While the FGA was due to receive the documents on September 8th, the DOJ did not fully comply with the court order and withheld key documents related to the strategic plan, so forth, and so on. According to one document received through a FOIA, a senior White House official expressed his gratitude for the ambitious and creative ideas that agencies across the government have begun to develop in order to advance the executive order's mandate to expand voter access and registration and political participation. <sighs> what does it tell you about these fucking people? This, this, there's nothing nefarious in this. There, this the, what they're just trying to do is make sure anybody who wants to vote is going to vote, says the naive, dumb fucking Twitch. Why is DOJ and the Biden administration working so hard to hide the full details of these ambitious and creative ideas? Well, that's a good question, isn't it? Seems like that'd be a good question for anybody to ask, actually. The Biden administration's intense secrecy and failure to release key details about the executive order raises questions on whether federal agencies are involved in a massive, taxpayer-funded, get-out-the-vote scheme to rig another election. And since Siddle did it with billionaires in 2020, now we just got our own taxpayer dollars doing it for us now. Isn't that great? We'll see. Catgirl on um, Telegram finding this one. Disinformation operative who attacked Elon Musk pushed for free speech caught red-handed in a secret influence operation. Do you remember this story? This is a good one from Catgirl. A good reminder. Nina Jankowitz, the now disgraced and jobless Nina Jankowitz, was the one who kind of started this whole thing. Kind of pissed off Elon. Something tells me you don't want to piss off the richest man in the world. Just saying. 
Libertarian candidate nobly drops out of the race and throws the support behind the Trump back. Blake Masters in Arizona. Libertarian Mark Victor decided, you know what? Mark Kelly cannot get in office and decided that Blake Masters is the right person for this. Through his support behind Blake Masters, a huge, huge win for that race. We'll see what happens with, with there with uh, Mark Kelly. But man, Mark Kelly is nothing more than a controlled asset. I hope he gets the hell tossed out of D.C. Missouri versus Biden. I wanted to spend all day on this one, too. I'll get the link out there to you guys. How's that sound? Missouri versus Biden. The judge smacks down the government's attempt to avoid the deposition. Tracy Beans has been all over this Missouri versus Biden ruling. It is a huge story that it seems as if it's just getting zero attention, but it really is a big story. Daisy Chains, I love your impression of the doop de doos You don't understand. Like, I was told a broad Project Veritas just spreads lies. Somebody told me. That Project Veritas just spreads lies, okay? So I don't believe them. (sighs) The story behind that Project Veritas lawsuit should concern every American if they were informed enough to understand what the lawsuit is about and not to be like, "I I don't like Project Veritas, so I just don't listen to anything they say because... I, I believe differently. And anybody who challenges what I believe. Um, Joe, uh, you out there. How anti Pritzker pack is trying to suppress the black vote in Chicago. Hmm. Aiming to keep black voters from the polls. It's funny how they shape that narrative. The Sun-Times... That one's just not, if you want that one, you can have that one. But I, it's just another example of how Democrats use blacks as useful idiots. And that's not a derogatory. It just, it just shows how you can manipulate voters. It's not just blacks. It's all, it's all populations, but especially in the black population, Democrats use the black vote as a uncle Tom. Don't worry. We'll take care of you. Only us will be the ones that will take care of you, says the big rich white guy. Or your Uncle Tom black guy, like uh, the black, the Congressional Black Caucus full of Uncle Toms. Empower Wisconsin, spotlight, doctor, get out the vote campaign. Wait a minute. Now we have our healthcare industry in Wisconsin doing get out the vote campaigns. I I just want to ask a question. Why would doctors be concerned with the outcome of an election? Does anybody have any input on that out there? Why, why uh, doctors would be concerned about, you know, the rule of law being returned to America and people who misled their patients or knowingly potentially harmed their patients. Why would why would doctors be concerned with the outcome of elections? Huh. Just asking questions here. Milwaukee Election Commission official Kimberly Zapata could face charges accusing her of fraudulently requesting military ballots. Zach Color covered this one earlier today. I just wanted to make sure you guys got it covered as well because part of the True the Vote slash Greg Phillips slash the pit slash the rest of a story is the exposing of how our military ballots and overseas ballots are completely a complete joke. You can be a non-citizen and vote 
and request an absentee ballot in France or Singapore or wherever the hell you want to request it from. That all ties in to Connick, the DOD contracts, and the manipulation of our elections. And this story in Milwaukee Election Commission, Kimberly Zapata, is a very, very important one. We'll, we'll continue to follow. Friend of the Dubai Princess files torture complaint in Germany. Ten minutes and five, six, seven articles I still got to cover. We'll try to get through as fast as we can, guys. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I appreciate it very much. Oh, I lost a listener. Darn it. <sighs> Friend of Dubai Princess files torture complaint in Germany. Have you guys remember the story about the Dubai Princess a while back? I can't. For some reason, Princess Latifa in Dubai, the daughter of Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum. This story, it for some reason, it rang a bell with me. So when I saw this go through inside paper today, you know, it, I have to go through about 300 inside paper articles to find the one or two that I'm willing to share with you and only to share as, as examples or, or, or discussion points to talk about, right? But let me drop this out there for those of you who are diggers who might want to look into this more. On the night of, of March 4th and 5th, their vessel was surrounded by Indian naval boats and detained by soldiers who then towed the yacht back to, back to the United Arab Emirates. She alleges that she was arbitrarily detained and tortured by the UAE security forces working alongside the Indian Navy. Today, I'm starting my fight for justice for what I suffered for trying to help my friend Latifa. She tweeted on Thursday, my legal team have submitted a complaint in Germany asking the federal prosecutor to investigate the people responsible, including the ruler of Dubai, the head of Interpol, Major General Ahmed Nassar Al-Rahisi. She added, torture and kidnapping should never happen, and those who are responsible must face consequences. There's much more to this story, and I'm I, for some reason it's not it escapes me right now because I mean obviously like stories like you think I'm gonna store this one in the back of my head for a long period of time ain't happening. Two and a half minutes from Garrett Ziegler that I think you need to hear today. Check this out, please. So why did you decide to be an independent instead of a Republican? Because I think the Republican Party has. Okay, uh, let me fix the sound on that, please. Stand by one. Because I guarantee you, you did not hear a word that they just said. <laughs> All right, let's try that. Two and a half minutes from Gary Ziegler. I think you need to hear this. So why did you decide to be an independent instead of a Republican? Because I think the Republican Party has horrible views with regard to key issues that the American founders would not recognize. On uh, my three most important issues, well, I'll just, I'll, I'll say two, immigration and trade. So the two biggest things I care about. That's why I wrote the report. All They tie back to immigration and trade. If Joe wasn't in, as involved with China as he is, mm -hmm. let's say Hunter was involved in Brazil as opposed to China. I probably wouldn't wrote this report. CCP is a well-oiled machine. Uh, they don't care about dissent. They will kill you and harvest your organs and give it to a rich Canadian. They're serious people. And uh, once they, once I knew that they started really m dealing with with the the Chai Coms, I it made me perk up. This actually flows in nicely to our report because the the, the thesis of the report is the unequal application. I'm going to have to boost it some more. Um, did you guys hear that? 
Was everybody was everybody able to hear that? Okay, I'll I'll replay that if you didn't hear it because it's it's worth hearing if you didn't hear it. Let me just let me just go back a couple twelve seconds here. Once they once I knew that they started really dealing with with the the chai comms, I it made me perk up. This actually flows in nicely to our report because the the, the thesis of the report is the unequal application of the law. Mm-hmm. So it's not that we don't have. We don't have the best. I'm not going to claim we have the best laws of any regime in human history. What I am going to say, though, is that we prove that if we just enforced the laws we have now equally, mm-hmm. the election laws, just enforce the laws equally. Sure, we need changes, but if law enforcement actually enforced the laws to all people, whoever committed the crimes—Democrat, Republican, White, Black, whatever—a uh, lot of this stuff would get figured out. A lot of the visceral hatred in anger would get figured out. And um, that's not my job to fix the law enforcement apparatus. That's not my job. My job with Marco Polo, and a lot of people seem to uh, appreciate the work we've done so far, is to lay out what the truth is mm-hmm. and lay out the mistakes that were made on both sides with regard to this laptop and the January 6th fiasco, which was an embarrassment and which ultimately led us to not being able to debate the issues on live TV for 12 hours. We could have gone through each anomaly. Due to the Nazi style censorship that we're seeing on this platform, you're going to have to head over to the Rachel Ham show on rumble. If you'd like to watch Rachel Ham show, probably worth your time to see more of that conversation. I, 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 I always respect different perspectives who came to a conclusion in a different way. <laughs> you know, that's why just human and I hit it off so much in, uh, in Nashville. Because we came to the same conclusion about several things and disagree about other things. But the fact that we came to them from different angles, you're like, oh, found somebody else who saw it that way, but found it through a different way. And Garrett Ziegler has learned his lessons in life and has found his way through as well. Uh, Very interesting. Six minutes. Man. Uh, I'm going to have to start trying to dial in my... uh, show content to try to get you guys under two hours today. I love you guys hanging out with me this whole time. You know, there's a lot of content to get through every single day. We're back in the groove guys. We're back into it tomorrow. Don't forget Friday Patriot Roundtable. Whoever wants to come in and hang out with me, you're welcome to. I will open the floor to anybody to especially want to call me out. If they so choose to want to, I will give you the floor as always. Woodward's Trump tapes reveal a weak and tedious Watergate writer struggling for headlines and influence. Another one that got kicked to the curb today because I've been trying to get through it. Uh, yes. Kimberly Zapata getting fired. Yes, indeed. Uh, knock my socks off. Thank you for dropping the links for buying me a coffee. Yeah, we had uh, we, uh, Kimberly Zapata talked about that earlier with Zach. And then we, um, yeah, we got that covered. It's, it's a hugely important story with regards to the military, for sure. The unavoidable reoccurring thought that dominates while listening is, wow, Bob Woodward is not a very good interviewer. <laughs> so um, there's a lot of talk about the Woodward tapes and stuff. And once again, it is complete and total. You <laughs> can't. Uh, I got shizzy. Uh, yeah, so there's that. The Wilbur taste. I've been. I wanted to spend a little bit of time on that again today, but it got kicked back to the back of the curb because of this other stuff. All right, I got about six or seven zero hedges. They're in. They happen to be in zero hedges, but they were topics that I saw in other areas that I wanted to make sure that I wanted to bring to you today. Toyota abandoned smart keys in Japan to continuing due to continuing semiconductor shortage. Um. <laughs> 
if you ha- are having problems getting semiconductors for smart keys, what else are you having a problem getting semiconductors for? Um, man, are we in for a ride in the next couple of years uh, with inflation? And it's it's not inflation; it's fabricated human manipulation of the markets to create inflation. And when the Fed reacts the way they do, that is just completely disastrous. And I, man, do I pray for the future of our planet at this point? Because now I see where, you know, Robert Patrick Lewis and others have been going with, this is unsustainable. And the Fed, what they are doing right now is they're stoking it. They're stoking the collapse, the financial collapse. It's not good. Who Americans spend their time with? This one hit me home. Throughout history, humans have relied on cooperation and social relationships to, to thrive. Of course, who we spend time with evolves through our lifetime. Who Americans spend their time with by age? During their below 40s, time spent with children, time spent with father, all pretty close relations when you get around your 30s, as you can see there in that area. Pretty good, you know, you're under 30, under 40, you're spending the time with everybody equally. And then as soon as you get older, into your 50s and 60s, less time is spent with partners to the point where it actually increases until you get into your uh, late 70s for most people, which is interesting based on time, right? But in general, the growth of people from their 40s on of time spent alone in our society is also a reflection of the downfall of our society because the quote that starts this off is an important one. Is it not throughout history? Humans have relied on cooperation and social relationships to thrive in everything in the transhumanic humanistic slash meta universe slash online world that we now live in is nothing about social relationships and human cooperation. In some ways it is. But the truth is, is spending time with people cannot be replaced by anything online, no matter what anybody tries to tell you. I found this to be interesting also that the trend for this over time in the past 20 years, the vast majority of people in our world are spending their time alone. It is a reflection of our society in our world, is it not? Or UK orders all poultry and captive birds indoors amid the largest ever flu outbreak. Oh boy, nice timing. More attacks on the food chain. I don't I have no proof, but man, does our food chain have some problems already? That's all we need for you guys in the United Kingdom. Heads up on that front. Who's what's throwing the US diesel market out of whack? A summary that I wanted to show you guys. I'll get this out there in the links on, on all the links out there later. In general, you guys know it's the foundation of the manufacturing that is the problem. And that has been a problem for several years since the power outages in Texas and the EPA limiting uh, the, the ability to produce that. W2I rises on U.S. crude production slides. Gasoline stocks hit eight-year lows. Um, as again, I'll get the, I didn't realize it's already six o'clock and I know some of you guys have to bug out already. So I'll get the scratch off going over there on, on uh face, um, excuse me on, um, P- 
pill.net. I've been trying to remember to call it pill.net so more people go to the site themselves. Thank you, everyone over there at pill.net for being there today. Daisy Chains, another thousand gold pills. Thank you. Um, anyway, the crude, you don't want to know what's going to happen to gas. Can the dollar once again be anchored by gold? I wanted to try to fit that one in there today. Yes, it can. A U.S. congressman has decided that he has put a bill into place. U.S. Congressman Alex Mooney, a Republican from West Virginia, introduced a bill for the Gold Standard Restoration Act, H.R. 9157. Hey, Jim Jordan, do me a favor. Get that one queued up right away. Thank you very much. Don't tell Powell, but U.S. rents just tumbled the most on record as the economy craters. You know what I've ever noticed about rent inflation and deflation? It never deflates. Did anybody out there get a rent decrease bill in the mail? Hey, rents have, have declined in your area. Here, here's a refund. I never get one of those. Do you? The next old pike like cartel could be in battery metals. Who's an investor out there that's looking for something? Nickel miners in Indonesia. Others with regards to battery metals. The next OPEC-like cartel. An interesting question. Khan goes for surgery after surviving assassination attempt. Got that one covered. And the future of U.S. charter schools rests with the United States Supreme Court. Another Supreme Court case that I'm keeping an eye on for you guys out there today. And as soon as we hear more on that, we'll bring it to you guys. As always, I want to say much love and God bless you all. Thanks for joining me here today for a quick two hours of a lot of information. Thank you guys all very much. Leadfoot, the abolitionist, flawless in the USA. You, Hang Ten, Palladius, flawless. Um, Thumper Rose, who cares? Crystal Jane, Palladius, Jiggy Bear, JC Bird, knock my socks off, Daisy Chains, Pamela, JC Bird, and others out there on the Foxhole.app. Thank you guys. Pill.net, Steve, all you guys hanging out with me today. I wish you the best. I wish you love, thoughts, and prayers for all of your future endeavors, a future of eternal happiness for you and all of your family. Everyone over there on Twitch, thanks for the new gift subs. JC Bird, much love, brother. Appreciate you, man. Everywhere you go to try to help in any kind of way, all of the streamers out there, man, you are truly a blessed man, and I am blessed to know you, my friend. God bless you. Thank you for all you do. Rumble crowd, God bless you all, man. Thanks for lurking and listening. Thank you for hitting that plus button over there as well. And do me a favor, help spread the word about what we're trying to do over here. A lot of information in a short period of time and always information that will question your confirmation bias. And with that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. See you guys back here for tomorrow an edition of the Patriot Roundtable with Uncensored Abe. God bless you all. See you guys tomorrow. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.